Welcome back, everyone, to another edition of Billy West Live. Uh, again, great uh, to welcome Dr. Grant Eloy, Superintendent of Education for Natchitoches Parish Schools. Dr. Eloy, thanks again for joining us on Billy West Live. It's always a pleasure, Billy. Thanks for uh, thinking of me and having me on. Well, I wanted to get your thoughts beginning of the school year, give, uh, give everyone an update uh, just in general on what's going on in Natchitoches Parish and maybe education in general, but just uh, talk a little bit about the Natchitoches Parish school year. A lot of exciting things coming up. Yeah, so um, I tell you, you know, this is year 16 for me, and I don't know if it's in juxtaposition to the previous two years, but this has been the smoothest uh, month that I've had as, in terms of first uh, few weeks of school. Uh, ever um, and and I've talked to a lot of teachers, a lot of principals, a lot of parents, and and I've heard a lot of those uh, echoes. You know, some of it, you know, you get little speed bumps here, like a a bus route needing to be fixed. But those are things that are just kind of boilerplate for a school year. But yeah, super super smooth. You know, we're coming off uh, some really exciting news. We we had the state superintendent, Dr. Cade Brumley, came and spoke to us. We definitely believe not only was he here because he wanted to reach out to teachers and and have good conversations, but he's also here because. Because, you know, we made a little bit of history. Uh, we were the uh, parish with the greatest growth and proficiency last year on the LEAP exams. Um, no other parish in the state scored higher than us. So that that was huge. And that, that really means that the initiatives that we put in place, which is our partnerships with the National Institute for uh, Education or Excellence in, Te- in Teaching, sorry, uh-huh. National Institute for Excellence in Teaching and clusters and our data-centric uh, methods that we're doing, they're really paying off. Uh, and, and so we're excited. You know, when we look at last year, last year we were implementing those th- new things. And it took us, you know, four or five, almost half the year to get a lot of those things started. So we're looking at this year as a lot of growth because we're having a full year of being able to roll these things out. And I'm sorry, they were already rolled out. So a full year of being able to just run with these things. So we're super, super excited. Um, a lot of stuff going on in education. If you read the advocate, you know, there's a new accountability system that the state's going to be rolling out in the next couple of years with, uh, uh, early childhood or, or, uh, K through two that Dr. Brumley just put out. They're also looking at new accountability systems for the high school, but Bessie still has to consider that. And then also, you know, COVID is still there, but, uh, recently, uh, probably the most impactful thing that the district's done in the past month is that we, uh, went along with CDC guidelines and no longer are there quarantines due to COVID exposure, which I, I know a lot of parents and principals and teachers are breathing a sigh of relief on that. So a lot of stuff going on. Absolutely. And, you, you know, you, you talked about teachers. Uh, how how <clears throat> is Natchitoches Parish in comparison to other maybe contiguous parishes uh, in retaining teachers? You know, there are a lot of rumors mm-hmm. in the press and those kind of things. It's tough to get teachers, t- tough to get people to come back. And then you're maybe bringing older teachers back to teach. Talk a little bit about that. Yeah. So uh, that's another thing that the, the state did this year through the legislature. They, they took away some of the requirements uh, for teacher uh, programs. So they took away one of the practice exams in order to get in a teaching program because it was hindering people to get in there. And it really didn't, a lot of people said, oh, well, that's taken away from the profession, but it did it in a way, you still have to pass all the other tests. You still have to do all these other things. So it was just one small thing they took away. Um, They also have it now where if you have a master's in a content field, you can come teach with us. And as long as you have five years of satisfactory uh, teaching, you automatically get certified. So they, they kind of helped us in those pathways. I can tell you, you know, I read the, the advocate in some of these local or state papers every day. And there are a lot of the larger districts. And actually, this is a nationwide issue. You know, I looked at 
I want to say it was Dallas ISD, obviously in Dallas, Texas. And I think that at one point they had something like 600 to 700 positions they had to fill. Now, obviously, it's a that's a district that probably has you know 60,000 students. It's not Natchitoches. Um, we we had a great summer recruiting time, and I say summer, but it really starts in the spring. Uh, we were able to, I believe, retain a lot of our folks between the fact that we gave them the first raise in 14 years. Um, we also uh, really valued them during COVID by giving them COVID compensations, and then also. Um, we recruited by putting using some of our ESSER money to put our money where their mouth was and said, hey, if you come to certain schools, you can get a relocation stipend. So, you know, overall, uh, you know, we have probably a handful of positions. I was going to ask you, do we have some positions not filled? We A handful. Um, and really, when we say those positions, they're covered. But, you know, to get to full staffing, you know, probably five, six, seven positions. And that changes day to day. And some of them are literally kind of I don't want to say extra because they are important, but they're positions that maybe a principal asked us for and we were able to fill, but in the past two weeks. So we're, by and large, probably 98 99% fully staffed. That's interesting. I happened to be watching a news program last week. It was talking about how many children in public school in the five boroughs of New York. You said 60,000 Dallas County. There are a million children mm-hmm. in the five boroughs of New York in public school. That's well, amazing. Yeah, and I, and I don't want people to think there's only 60,000 in Dallas, but the, yeah. the, in the Dallas greater metropolitan, there's so many different little ISDs of that course. subtract from that. That's the public that. school system in yeah. Dallas County. Yeah. But Manhattan in the five boroughs, wow. million. That's amazing. I it's mean, amazing. That's, that's a, it's a crazy number. Grant, some really exciting things have happened. Uh, over the summer, everybody that drives on the bypass has seen the wonderful improvements that are going on facility-wise at Natchez Central. I called you a few weeks ago and told you about how impressed I was as a Natchitoches Central graduate with the signage, just the pride in the school that that signage has with what's happened at Natchitoches Central and, and just general pride of being a chief. Talk a little bit about that, and there's some exciting things going on at Lakeview in a similar vein. Yeah, I, I'm a high school guy. I, I did, uh, you know, I cut my teeth at Pineville High School, and one of the things that I learned at Pineville High School is, is culture matters. Um, and, and, you know, we had a brand new school over there, beautiful facilities, and I think Central has a, a wonderful building, although it's a little older. And you want the culture of the faculty, the culture of the administration, the culture of those students to be reflected also in the building. You know, there's all sorts of studies out there about how the aesthetics of a building and and all those things, how it can actually affect learning and how it can affect the culture. And, you know, one of the things I I hear from people, and and whether you agree or disagree, is they they always thought that um, Central kind of had an institutional feel to it. So one of the things we did, and, and, and I caught a lot of flack for it, was we removed the the kind of ugly fencing out there. And what we, that was our first thing. And people thought that was a safety thing. I told them, I said, you know, we actually have beefed up security in all the areas that matter. That fence wasn't stopping things like drugs or, or it really wasn't stopping anything because you had all the access you needed. And so we beefed up in other areas, but aesthetically that was a massive improvement. And then we started the the discussion with uh, some vendors about, Hey, how do we beautify this campus? And, it took a long time, and I feel like we called the people at Gibco for uh, every day for a year because we were so excited about it. But they finally were able to make it happen, um, and, and that's just the first phase. The next phase is we're going to have some more banners being put up and to really cover all the the dead space and give the kids and the faculty there and the community outside some pride in their buildings. Um, we're you know as soon as we did that, 
they were kind of the pilot program. Lakeview's like, hey, we need that same stuff. And we, we told them, we, you know, we agree. The Gators are just as deserving as the Chiefs. And so we, we uh, have already started that process with them. But the eventual plan is to have all the schools be able to have their – their logos and their signage on the building. So when you drive down East Fifth and you're like, what what two schools are those? You know, well that's Weaver and East, but it should be in bright lights and yeah. those kids should feel pride in going to those schools. So we're excited. This is gonna probably be a multi year process, but uh, we think it's important. Lakeview's new uh, football field, Coach Helms on his program, they've got to be incredibly proud. That is a beautiful facility now. When it used to be somewhat of an eyesore, but it's beautiful now. The field, the community out there is buying in. That the north end of the parish is buying into Lakeview Athletics, and that's a really great improvement for Lakeview High School. Yeah, I was out there for the junior high jamboree last week, and I took a picture as the sun was going down, and it hit with that uh, the orange and green on the field, and I sent it to the board members. I said, "This is what you've done. You should be really proud." But it's gorgeous, and um, the, everyone's enjoying it, and it's just, I mean. It's just beautiful. When you, and I know that's something you usually don't say about a football field, uh, although I do say it about Tiger Stadium, but uh, the Gators field or the Swamp is is pretty nice. It's one of the best in the state. Well, the great thing about it is it's just multipurpose. You can get out there when it's wet. The soccer team, everybody mm-hmm. can play on it and practice. You can practice and not tear it up. Nobody's getting muddy. The band can practice and not get muddy. There's so many multi-uses you get out of a facility like that, and that's a wonderful addition for yes, Lakeview. The only thing is, that, you know, we give Coach Helms five years, you got to get that state championship because you get turf. That's it, of course. That's the next step. It's time to move up. That's right. Now, quick update before we kind of leave athletics. The Natchitoches Central Athletic Facilities, boy, it's improved. And when are they going to be in the field house? And then what are the next few steps and stages for the football stadium? Yeah, so uh, the field house, uh, we have actually taken possession of it, but they basically are on their punch list. Um, and I think one of the we got to get some furniture in there. There's some some seating in the – there's like stadium seating in the, uh, the big conference room that's going to look amazing. I think – I believe by the end of September, every – T will be crossed and I dotted. Um, now they're going to have Coach Coleman and Coach Wilkerson are going to have like a, a true unveiling, ribbon cutting uh, to invite the community, but that'll be done then. <clears throat> and I did have a meeting here recently with uh, Mr. Coleman and his staff where we were able to do a a master plan, so to speak, for the future of Nagas Central. Because I know Everyone I've ever talked to, their eventual goal, they want Nagas Central to be able to play on their own field. Because right. right now we have a wonderful field, but it cannot accommodate a varsity-level event, uh, at least on the football level. It could for soccer, but we have way too many fans for what we have now. So we do have a master plan that we've created with an architect. Um, it, 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 I will tell you, it's pretty pricey. Yeah. Um, but that would have to be an eventual you know, bond issue. I can tell you right now, I don't think – as beautiful as that plan is, uh, we we did a bond issue only four years ago. Um, and so I don't know if the taxpayers, as much as they want to see us play on our own chief stadium, I don't know if they would uh, support it. So it's all about timing. Um, but, you know, I'd, I looked at the plan they did, and it's just – it is amazing, and it's – it's going to happen one day. It's just a matter of finding that right time. And I think we have the administration and the the team together to make it happen. It's just being 
very strategic about when we put that out there. And I have really mixed feelings about it. As an old NACTA Central football player, I love playing at Turpin Stadium at Northwestern. It was really cool. But I also see the value and the pride factor of having your own stadium. And, you know, if you were able to build another stand, a set of stands on the other side and, and where you could get seven or 8,000 seats there, which you might need in 5A, especially if you get in a playoff situation, you're going to want to be able to seat six or 8,000 people. I, I don't know what your plans are, but you, you would want at least some type of capacity like this. So I have really mixed feelings about it, Grant. Yeah, it's, you know, traditions are, whether people like them or not, because some of the pe- same people say, oh, we want to play at our own field. I think they'd be the same one shedding tears the yep. first game you're not in Turpin. And, and that being said, Northwestern has been an amazing partner to, you know, h- how many D1 college athletics programs allow a high school to play on a weekly basis. I mean that that's sure. huge, um, and I and I do think it's special. Uh, but you know whether whether a stadium happens or we continue for the next twenty years playing at Turpin, either one is a is a pretty good situation. It is, and it's a recruiting tool for Northwestern to bring all these high schools, both the ones that come to play St. Mary's and Natchitoches Central. All those high school kids and families get to experience Northwestern, mm-hmm. so it's a win for for Northwestern. Final question, uh, Doctor Grant Eloy is our guest. Your vision for Natchitoches Parish education in the next five years? Well, we're going to be an A. Um, we we uh, we grew four percentage points in proficiency, but our goal is uh, the next goal is to be in the top ten, which means we have to grow ten more proficiency points. Uh, to be number one, we have to grow twenty proficiency points more, and that's not just a goal because you know we want to pad our resumes. That's a goal because that means that uh, over fifty percent of our students are performing at or above grade level, uh, and so when. So that's the first thing is making sure all of our students at every school is doing that. But I think you're going to see in the next couple of years we're going to move to a B, and I think within that five years we're going to move to an A. Um, there's a lot of exciting things happening. I think when Dr. Brumley left yesterday, he he told the teachers at LP Vaughn, and I, I don't know if you've met Dr. Brumley, but he is not the type to uh, uh, exaggerate. He is very to the point. And he told him, he said, I fully expect based on my knowledge of what Natchitoches is doing and – probably based on his experience and how close what we're doing mirrors what he did in DeSoto. He said, I know in the next two or three years, y'all are going to have some very consistent, very substantial growth. And again, he doesn't just say that, uh, and I think it's true. And it's because we're doing research-based, common sense, good, best practice. And our teachers are coming along. And it it, it feels really good to be part of Natchez Parish Schools right now. It's part, you know, everyone wants to be on a winning team. And right now it, it feels pretty cool because – we're winning. It seems like the, the the board and everybody's pulling together now, and under your leadership, it, it looks like uh, there's good things ahead for education in Natchitoches Parish. Uh, Dr. Grant Eloy has been our guest uh, as Superintendent of Education for Natchitoches Parish on Billy West Live. Grant, thank you for joining us. Thanks for having me. Appreciate you.